Hello and welcome to Staff Room Soapbox, the podcast where people from all sectors of education stand on this soapbox and share what they are passionate about and why we should care about it too. And I'm delighted to welcome my guest this week, Oliver Wright, who was a previous teacher and head teacher living in Sheffield and is dedicated to helping those who lead. He's a host on uh, Teacher Hug Radio. And interestingly, he's broken so many bones, he's lost count, including all of the ribs on one side. So hopefully today won't be as much a disaster as that. Um, but thank you, Oliver. How are you? I'm OK, thanks. It's really good to be here, Ian. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And I do love that random fact, I have to say. We've had some it doozies on so where far. I sort of, but, yeah, yeah, you asked me for a random fact. It's like, I don't know. But yeah, I've, I have broken <laughs> quite a few bones. Yeah, well, hopefully today you'll be health and safety, you know, compliant. Yeah, I'm and, sat and in a chair. Okay. I'm OK. I'll be all right. <laughs> good, good. So um, tell us, um, what are you going to be getting in your soapbox about today? My soapbox today is literally that I think anyone who works in education, nobody is ever only just a. And it's one of those things that you you come across. And if, if you listen to people in schools, it's said over and over again, whether it's I'm only a dinner lady, so I don't know. I'm only a teaching assistant, so I don't know. And it goes right the way up through through the sort of hierarchies within schools. So there's I'm only a classroom teacher or I'm only a subject leader or I'm I'm even mm-hmm. only a deputy head. So, so what would I know? And I think anyone who works in education is so much more than whatever their role is. And, you know, if you're a member of support staff, you are working with small children, you are developing relationships with them, you are impacting their learning, you know them inside out, you know their families, there's so much that you bring to everything that you do. So whatever your role in school is, nobody is ever only just a whatever it is. Yeah, you know, we are going through a period at the moment of strikes and mm-hmm. it's a very difficult period in education where people aren't feeling valued. And yeah. and I think the media and that particularly like to focus on the pay, but actually mm-hmm. most people aren't complaining about the pay. Yes, a pay and rise with inflation is important, yes. but actually when you look at people's complaints with the strikes, actually it's to do with working conditions and how we're respected, mainly by the government, you know, particularly yes. in England with the DfE. Mm-hmm. How many people speak positively about the DfE and Ofsted? You know, that for me is how, what people are more worried about is, yes. is how they're treated. And I think this imposter syndrome, which we'll come on to talking about, Absolutely. is rife throughout our sector. Yes. So tell us, um, obviously, you're um, helping lots of people with leadership at the moment. How did you sort of tell us about your journey in education? I've I've had quite an interesting journey in education. I I qualified as a primary teacher um, in Sheffield. I came here as a student, had a year off to go and bike race and then came back to train as a teacher. And I've worked in Sheffield and Derbyshire ever since, basically. Um, Started off as a, a year five, six teacher. And I've worked in, I think, every year group from nursery right up to year six. Um, I've moved schools to take on more responsibility. So initially that was a team leadership role and then it was assistant head and then became head um, out in Derbyshire. And and then after three years, stopped being a head and went back into classroom teaching because we had small children. And my wife and I both had high pressure jobs and, and I was the one who sort of stepped down and went part time and, and went classroom teaching didn't last very long. I think I did nine months and then went back into headship initially on a part-time basis in a small school, um, but then ended up back into there for, for five years in a different school um, and then came out of that, did a little bit of classroom teaching, uh, had a massive bike accident and then ended up um, laid up in hospital, literally looking at what I can do instead or what I can do whilst I recover. Um, so ended up working for Twinkle Publishing 
um, initially as, as an editor uh, and then got asked to take on the leadership side of things. And we've built a you know, decent sized part of the business, helping leaders, providing information, CPD, um, all sorts of things. So yeah, potted history. Well, it's that's, a quite, that's quite an eventful career then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I can, I can only imagine what your CV looks like. So what, what is your role primarily now? At the moment, I, I look after what's almost like the serious side of the business. So I oversee the leaders team producing resources, um, One Step and Twinkle CPD producing CPD materials. The, the One Step is research informed, short change projects. The CPD bit is just basic understanding of. Um, there's digest that provides daily news and articles about education. Uh, and I, I oversee all of that bit of the business, basically. And it's, you know, this it's, it's a quite a responsibility in leadership at the moment. You know, we know that there's a retention crisis for head teachers and leaders. And, yes, you know, yes. it, it's imp- these th- type of resources are really important, aren't they, mm-hmm. to to help leaders? Because I think, you know, headship can be a lonely place because you're at the top you know Mm -hmm. essentially in the building who is supporting you so I think those resources are incredibly important so coming back to that word only or just as we were talking about earlier so if you've had your eclectic career uh, when did (laughs) you sort of realize that this word of only or just was a problem in education I I think it's probably more more recently um, certainly having come out of headship I, I noticed it because when I went back into classroom teaching um people would talk to you a lot more they would sort of they would know what your background was and they'd come and tap you up about things and go what do you think about this and the deal was always wherever i worked it was that i was there to to do a good job in the classroom and support the head and, and everything else but people would would ask you those questions like what do you think about this what do you think and is this the right thing to be doing what should i do about this and you'd get lots of people who would come for advice some of which was just like want to grumble about the head and you go well actually no the head's doing a great job let them get on with it but some of it was, you know, I think I, I might want to do something different or what do you think? Or can you help me with my applications? And virtually all of those sorts of conversations were sort of prefaced with I'm only a. What do you think? I, I really fancy training to be a teacher, but I'm only a TA and I've never done, never done university. What, what do you think? Or I'm only a teacher. Do you think I could do leadership? Do you think I could take on a subject or a, a phase lead role? within school or move schools to do that um, and a lot of them seem to have that sort of hang-up of I'm not good enough or that's what happens to other people or you know I'm not making enough of an impact and when you actually sort of take a, a slightly longer view of that you see that whoever's in that classroom teaching role is making a massive impact within their role in the classroom but are usually making a massive impact beyond that so you know as a classroom teacher for instance somebody has an impact just by what they do at break duty, at lunchtime, walking the corridors, first thing in the morning, going through breakfast club, how you treat people, all of it has that impact around school. Um, And all of those people usually are demonstrating some aspects of leadership in their role, even if they think they're only a classroom teacher, they're leading leading their class and they're, they're developing other people through all the interactions they have. So, yeah, I think it's a really important one to not to not diminish the impact that we all have and to actually recognize that by not using that I'm only a when you introduce yourself. And I think I've certainly seen that in application forms, particularly, you know, I've supported quite a lot of teachers who are applying for deputy positions. And I always find it really interesting with the vast majority of them very often use the word we 
And I yes. say to him, you know, if I'm reading an application form mm. and you're saying we, how do I know what you did? And they'd be like, oh, but I, ca- I can't take credit for that. I can't take yes. it. I'm like, you have to. And there is something endemic in education, isn't there, about us yeah. not wanting to have the spotlight on us or yes. uh, declare that this was my project. Yeah. And, and I've seen it, and particularly with NQTs as well coming through, mm. you know, lots of NQTs sort of say, well, I haven't worked in a school. I'd be like, well, you have. You've done yeah. your teacher training, you know, sell it, sell yourself. Yes. No one else is going to sell. You've got to sell yourself. No. And there's that aspect of, of almost of leadership again, where people, you you want to big up what other people have done to help sort of develop them and to, to big up their, their part in it. You know, if something goes well, you want to give the praise to somebody else. And if something doesn't go well, you sort of take the responsibility for that yourself. So there is that sense that sometimes we do talk about we because it's it's our team that have done that, even if I've led it we've done it as a group um and you see it you see it all the time in schools where people use that we where it actually it, it very often it does mean i've done it as part of a team but i've led it and it's actually being being open about that and, and owning that as well and i think we're very good in teaching as well at you know doing it for the children and doing it for for other people and not realizing that some of that praise needs to come back on us uh, i've done that I've made a difference rather than we as a group have done it. And yeah, I know my, my head in my previous school was a classic case of doing that and very much performance management. She was very, she would tell me off all the time for my performance management to say, hang on a minute, this is all help in the school. What, 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 yeah. what are we doing for you? And yes. then I, we would have a chat about her performance management and she, you know, we were very, we had a very open relationship yeah. and she'd tell me and I'm like, how nothing in here is for you. You're telling me that I'm not doing anything yeah. myself, but neither are you. Yes. Um, why do you think this is such an issue in education? Where do you think this has come from? I think it's that doing it for the children type of attitude that we have. And a lot of almost the the feeling at the moment, you mentioned strikes at the beginning, but there's a sense that we should almost do it for the children because that's what's important. And that's why a lot of people have gone into teaching is to make a difference for the children that they're working with or the students that they're working with. And it, it almost spills over into that, you know, we're literally only doing it for that rather than recognising that as a teacher or as a te- support staff or as a leader or whoever you are within education, you want to make a difference, but you've also got needs of your own in terms of recognition or development that need to be met. And, and sometimes you get lost in, we're doing it for the, t- for, the, for the children. And as you go further into leadership, it can become, we're doing it for the children and we're doing it to develop the rest of the staff. And you lose sight of that as a head teacher or as an executive head or whatever level you get to, that you've got needs for development and you've got needs for recognition because you're so busy focusing on the other people, as it were. So how do you think we can tackle this, um, um, this, this use of only or the word just? I've, I've, I've wrestled with this and I don't have a perfect answer for it, but I do think it's one of those things that if as an individual you look for it and recognise it in yourself, and there are certain times where you can almost sort of have that trigger. Every time I say only, I'm just going to stop myself and, and rephrase what I'm saying and recognise that in yourself. But that that's quite hard. I think the other way is possibly to, to have a sort of collective responsibility for that, that whenever you hear somebody else saying, I'm only, uh, whatever it is, to actually just stop them and go, hang on a minute. I know we're talking about something else here, but please don't do that because you are not only or whatever and that then it almost gives you an opportunity as well to 
to praise and develop that person. So the moment they go, I'm only a class teacher, you go, just stop there for a minute. You're not just a class teacher, you make a massive impact here. And that, you know, that sense of pride in what they do and that recognition that somebody can give them builds them up rather than just sort of nodding along and accepting somebody saying, I'm only a so it's it's almost challenging it, but in challenging it, you get the opportunity to to give some praise or some recognition or some developmental point that makes a difference to that person. And I'd, I'd be really interested to see the the impact that that would have on people. I know I've encountered it all the way through, and actually, it's something that you know, holding my hands up, I've never countered because I think that language is so endemic in our school. And I would be really interested to hear if people do challenge that only how the other person reacts because yeah. everyone in a school is vital aren't they you know every yes. single person is a cog in that machine yes i was going to say where as a leader it's it's recognizing that people need that but recognizing that they possibly need it in different ways and some people you can challenge it really forcefully and, and somebody's going to take it and other people you have to just gently gently nudge them and it's it's about knowing that person and how it's going to how it's going to land if you challenge it and then challenging it in the most appropriate way yeah absolutely because you know leadership is people 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 isn't it yes you know yeah. the the most successful leaders put people at the core of what they do and absolutely. and treat everyone as individuals mm -hmm. i know in one of my first leadership trainings i went on there was lots of toolkits were given you know things like the color yes. works and the myers-briggs mm -hmm. and and they can be useful but actually it's more important but knowing your staff knowing yes. how they're reacting exactly you say i know if i had a direct uh confrontation about saying just some would just go into themselves it yes. has to be done in a certain way whereas others would flourish with that direct yeah but yeah that's about knowing your staff isn't it it's been really interesting talking about uh, the word just and the word only mm. and i think it, it'll leave us with something to think about what do you want to um leave people with what do you want people to go away thinking about after today i think almost there's two aspects to it one to just notice sometimes if you you listen for that only and that just word and if it's appropriate to challenge it, but also take it a step further and realize that because we're not, nobody's only or just at whatever, to almost look for signs of leadership in, in those people that we're working with and in ourselves and recognize that most of us are also taking small steps into leadership, even if we feel as if we're only at whatever. Sometimes the, the way we behave, the way we develop others, the impact we have that goes wider than our only role can be seen as leadership and to recognise that. And if, if that's something people want to lean into, to just lean into that slightly. That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Oliver. It's been really interesting talking to you and hearing about your journey. Um, where can people find you online? Um, Twitter is probably the easiest way. I'm at Oliver SLT uh, and I'm quite happy to, you know, people want to add me comment on anything there's pictures of scenery and cycling and cake and, and and education on there as well and i'm quite happy to be in touch with people you know direct message or whatever so that's the easiest way it's oliver slt lovely well thank you so much oliver um it's been a really interesting podcast and thank you everyone for listening don't forget to click subscribe and if you've enjoyed the podcast don't forget to give us a five star rating until next time thank you everyone thanks ian brilliant